Okay, good morning everyone, welcome back. Coming to you live over here from the Summerton Community Kailal was a special legal holiday edition of our uh, Breakfast and Learn. So we're having two of them back to back this week. We just had yesterday the Sunday morning Breakfast and Learning. Learn, we went through very interesting topic of uh, Isru Chag, how Isru Chag works and some nafkaminas that it makes. Today, in honor of the, uh, maybe the theme of the spirit of the um, legal holiday, the, the, uh, of the, uh, the holiday, of the legal holiday, we're going to have a uh, brief discussion, exploration regarding, uh, you know, what we as Jews have to offer our departed, those whom, um, whose memory we offer, we, 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 we acknowledge and we observe. And um, in the secular world, today is known as Memorial Day. So they take one day a year, one day a year to honor the memory of the fallen, the memory of the departed, the memory of those who gave up their lives in defense of the country. And, you know, in Yiddishkeit, it's interesting, it's kind of the other way around. It's not one day out of a year that the, the memory of the departed is, 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 is honored, the memory of, 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 and it's not just those who gave up their lives to the country are honored one day out of the year. It's the other way around. We observe and honor the, the uh, memory of all of our dearly departed, not one day out of a year, but for an entire year. If Rachman Litzlan, someone loses a relative, loses someone who's dear to them. So we take an entire year to honor their memory, an entire year of what we call the, uh, the, the Shon of Havelis, 11 months of Kaddish, really should be 12 months of Kaddish, but we, as part of the Kibbutz of Aim aspect of saying Kaddish is to assume that they're at Tzaddik and their din is concluded upon 11 months, so the, the 12 months becomes 11 months, but we say Kaddish for an entire year. So this is our, like, you know, memorial, our way of memorializing and honoring the departed. So it might be um, appropriate to explore a little bit of, of what we do in um, honoring the memory of our dearly departed, which we should not have to know from any more tragedies. No Yidin should have to be sitting shiver saying Kaddish for any more departed. But in terms of what's been offered for those who have departed thus uh, up until now, the, the, uh, the Kaddish prayer, this is our Kaddish prayer that we offer to honor their memory. So we're going to explore a little bit of um, some halachic aspects of the Kaddish prayer and some, some things to be aware of uh, when we're in a shul where Kaddish is frequently said, frequently said where people are saying the Kaddish prayer quite frequently. There are people here who happen to be in the middle of the year for their departed. And there's people who are what we call the Kaddish Zuggers, the people that are, you know, every, every uh, shul will often have they're people that are the designated Kaddish Zuggers, the designated Kaddish Yidin that are there to say the Kaddish for the people whom um, the Shulas has been asked to on the memory of their, unfortunately, Yidin pass away, they don't have anyone to say Kaddish for them. Either they didn't leave, leave behind what we call Zarash Kayama. They didn't leave behind any, any descendants, unfortunately. There's no one to say Kaddish for them, or there's no religious descendants, no religious relatives that are out there to say Kaddish. So we have in Shul, very often in this Shul as well, we have people that are the designated Kaddishzuggers. So, as, as, as with many shuls, this is a shul where we do hear Kaddish quite frequently in the morning, the beginning of davening, the end of davening, and kind of everything in between. So there are aspects of Kaddish halachically that do come up all the time 
that we'll take a few minutes now to explore together, to address together, and hopefully come out a little bit more um, in the know, all of us together, so that as we get together constantly to daven together here in Shul, and to say Amen to Kaddish together, so we'll, we'll be able to do it with a little bit more uh, awareness. And we'll be able to share this awareness, share this knowledge and this enlightenment with, with everyone else. So let's begin with, with um, just understanding when Kaddish is said, when it isn't said, and, and uh, putting that in perspective, starting with that. So Kaddish, Kaddish is one of the, the loftiest prayers, the Gemara tells us, that a, a Jew can possibly say. And how Kaddish shakes up the heavens, goes all the way to the very, to the very, the very throne of Hakadosh Baruch Himself. The Gemara says all kinds of things, that amazing things, amazing benefits of Kaddish. When a Jew says Kaddish with all of his kavanu, he says Amen Yeshmei Rabba. So the Kaddish prayer is this prayer that's reserved for the, for the Avelim, for people that are, that are, in a period of mourning for a departed one. Because the Kaddish prayer is so powerful, we reserve that for the people that are, that are, that are trying to elevate the souls of their, of their uh, loved ones, of their relatives, because the Kaddish is such a powerful pl- prayer of such elevation. Very, very powerful prayer, Kaddish. Extremely powerful. It, it, it moves, moves the world and shakes up the heavens. At the same time, Kaddish has to be really framed as to when it's said and when it's not said. So this is a very, very good starting point for like the outline of, of what we're going to explore this morning, and that is that Kaddish is always concluding something. There's no such thing as a Kaddish that is a, like we would call uh, an isolated Kaddish, a lone Kaddish, a solitary Kaddish. The prayer of Kaddish is always and only there when contextually it is capping something off. It's got to cap something off. It's got to come as the conclusion to something. And if it's not concluding something, you don't say it. And you're not allowed to say it. It's akin to what? We know there's an idea of concluding a bracha with what you hear. You'd say bracha. You say what? Amen. You say amen to a bracha. Amen is said as a response to a bracha, it's said as an affirmation to a bracha, it's said as a, 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 um, a request. There's a lot of different ideas as to what the amen is, but amen always comes as a conclusion to a bracha. There's a halacha that you're not allowed to say amen if you're not affirming something, if you're not concluding something, if it's not being conjoined with a bracha, you don't say amen, that's called an amen yasayma, and that's called a, 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 a disembodied amen, a, an orphaned amen, an amen that, that now stands alone, and, and you're not allowed to say amen, because the whole amen, again, is very holy, lofty utterance, and it has to belong to something, it has to be connected to something, it has to be attached to something. You make a bracha, you make a bracha, bury me in the we hear that? Amen, yes, I confirm that, I affirm that, Hashem made all the food, including the delicious, delicious ragalach. You give me a bracha, we should steig, grow, and be a big tamachacham, and have a lot of your kids. Amen. But if the Amin is not coming to affirm a bracha, to conclude a bracha, to be attached to a bracha, you don't say Amin because you're, you are, you are um, misusing and abusing and really trampling on something that, is the, 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 that has a very specific function and you, you, are, you are perverting it from its function. You're just throwing Amins out casually and loosely in a disembodied way that that's not what Amin is intended to do and therefore you're not allowed to do that to an Amin. 
Amen always has to be connected to something. So Kaddish, Kaddish really has the same exact idea. Kaddish has the same um, setup. And Kaddish, the function of Kaddish is always coming. It's the same way, Amen, it can really be thought of as with the following syllogism. Amen is to a bracha as Kaddish is to a something. What is that something? Kaddish has to be to a something. Kaddish is always there to conclude something, to affirm something, and there's a whole string of things that Kaddish comes after. Kaddish comes after, you say Tehillim, you can say Tehillim, you say Kaddish after Tehillim. Uh, learning Torah, there's a Kaddish that comes after we learn Torah, after a Tefillah, after Davening, after Chazar Sashatz, after Kriyasa Torah. All of the above are, are um, acts that, um, that, that, that we can do, acts of holiness, and Kaddish comes to like and bring that act of holiness home. What's Kaddish all about? What are we saying when we say Kaddish? We're saying that HaKadosh Baruch Hu's name should be revealed, should be, should be, should be um, elevated, should be proclaimed and pronounced for the whole world to see. So, in other words, whenever a Jew is involved in a matter of holiness, a Davosh whether it is learning Torah, whether it is, whether it is davening, whether it is um, saying Tehillim, if you're involved in a matter of holiness, Torah, Tefillah, Tehillim, these are all matters of holiness. So we conclude that holiness by saying, I was just involved in Hashem's Torah, I was just involved in praising Hashem, I was just involved in davening to Hashem, and you know, Hashem, I got so close to you just now, let's conclude that by saying you should be uh, the same way I connected with you, you indeed should be should be revealed for the whole world to see. You should be uplifted and elevated for the whole world to see. That's what Kaddish is. But Kaddish, is, again, is always coming as a conclusion for his involvement with Adabr Shebekadusha. I was just involved. We were just involved with the Rebani Shalalim by praising him, by praying to him, by learning his Torah. So we, we proclaim his, his, his um, oneness. We proclaim his supremeness. We proclaim his grandiosity and with with the Kaddish prayer and with this with this with this prayer that, that he should be revealed to the entire world. But Kaddish never comes alone. There's no such thing as a Kaddish that you're saying just for the sake of Kaddish that Hashem should be elevated and pronounced and revealed, etc. That that's doing Kaddish without anything that precedes it is akin to saying an Amen without a bracha preceding it. You don't do that. And 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 <coughs> this is explicit in Halacha, this is a Ramah. In Simon and Dalit, Ramah says, There's no such thing as a Kaddish that doesn't have anything that comes first. No such thing as a Kaddish that, that didn't have something that came first. You can't just get up, go to Shul, give a clap in the Bima, and start saying, You're not allowed to do it, you're not supposed to do it. That's an abuse, an abuse of Kaddish. To the degree that if someone does it, you're not supposed to say, Amen to such a Kaddish. It's not called a Kaddish. That's an improper Kaddish. You don't say Amen to such a Kaddish. So working with that as our, as our, as our um, initial step over here, that means that we have to really figure out the parameters of what it means to say something before Kaddish. If you can only say Kaddish upon concluding something, upon finishing something, Tehillim, or Davening, or learning, or whatever it may be, Otherwise, you're not allowed to say Kaddish. It would follow suit that, that, that we have to have a solid definition of what's called that initial act, the preliminary act of davening, Tehillim, learning Torah, to know what type of act of davening deserves a Kaddish, warrants a Kaddish, to know that when, when, when we're allowed to say Kaddish and when we're not allowed to say Kaddish and Shul. So that's, this is going to be the step two, and, and hopefully we'll come out with some empowerment over here and some enlightenment to, again, to share that with others and to know how to be managing the, uh, you know, the Kaddish, the Kaddish uh, prayers over here in Shul and in any Shul, really.
So let's take a step sideways before we move forward to step two. The step sideways is, so we, everyone knows you have to have 10 people to say Kaddish. Everybody knows Kaddish is what we call a, a, a Dabr Shebek Dusha. It's something which is a matter of extreme holiness, extreme elevation, proclaiming God's name. And, and it belongs to a select category of things that we do in Shul, which are Dvarm Shebekedusha, things that are consecrating, elevating God's name. And at any time you have a, an act of consecrating God's name, that's called a mass act that's, that connects with the idea of an Ekdashti, Besoich B'nei Yisrael, God has to be consecrated and elevated in the presence of Kleisrael. And the presence of Kleisrael means a minion. You have to have a minion. So everybody knows a well-known idea. you got to have a minion for Kaddish. You can't say Kaddish without a minion. And everybody knows that. This is the, right? This is one of the basics. We all know that. And nobody says Kaddish. We don't say Rabunim Kaddish in the morning until we make sure we have a minion here in the shul. But the question is like this. Kaddish, yes, requires a minion of people. And without a minion of people that are there, present, hearing Kaddish, and hopefully answering Kaddish, you don't say Kaddish. But we just discovered, as the Ramah tells us, you can't say Kaddish without a precursor to Kaddish. Kaddish is really just a conclusion to davening. A conclusion to learning to Rabbi Shmuel Oimer, right? The Rabbonim Kaddish is the second half. The first half was the Mishnais that we just learned. The first half was the Mizmor Shir Chanukah Zabayis that we just said. The first half was the Yaleinu. The first half was the Ashrei. So Kaddish requires 10 people. And Kaddish requires a praise to God before the Kaddish. Do you have to have the minion for the praise of God also? What does the minion have to be present for? What do you need 10 people for? We all know that Naftuli can't start saying Kaddish until you have 10 people. But do we also need 10 people for the part before Naftuli starts saying Kaddish? Maybe you have to have 10 people for the, for the praise as well? Because again, Kaddish is really only the conclusion. Kaddish is the ice sphere, we would say. Kaddish is, is, is the Amin to the Bracha. So if Kaddish is the Amin to the Bracha, and the Amin requires 10 people, maybe the Bracha also requires 10 people. You're wrapping something up. So here, we step into very deep and murky waters, Rabbi Say. There's a tremendous amount of debate over here. It's, it's not, 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 not black and white. It, it, it is a very big machlekes. And the Mishnah Brura himself seems to kind of um, not go back and forth, but bring down different opinions in different places as to, as to how to deal with this question. And again, the question is, the same way you need, the, you need the minion for Kaddish, do you need the minion present before you say the Kaddish also for whatever you're saying the Kaddish on? You're saying the Kaddish to 10 people? You're saying Kaddish on something? Do the 10 people need to be there for what you're saying Kaddish on? And let's throw out one more question. Really, this question can be asked in two halves. A, does the minion have to be present for what you're saying Kaddish on? And B, does the minion have to be involved in what you're saying Kaddish on? Is enough just to have ten people in the shul? You can have eight people in the back wrapping up in the back wrapping up a dafiyam yishir. Two people don't want to say kaddish, so when one of them says mishnais, and then we schlep all these eight people in, we raise the mechitzas. No, join rabbanim kaddish. Does that does that work? There's two steps in asking this question. A, does the minion have to be there for the act that you're saying kaddish on, and do they have to be involved in the act? And if we have the answer to these questions, we will be able to be active members of the shul, right? We don't want just to be passive members actively. Just I'm, I'm here to count the hoishia samecha, figure out if I have ten yamakas in shul or not. I want to know, did, are we saying Kaddish properly or not? Do we have the ten people in, involved in the Kaddish? Do we need them involved in the Kaddish?
So it is a huge machlegas. This 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 question is a huge machlegas, basically between the Taz and the Magen Avram. And the debate all centers around this this basic question, which is when there's a requirement to have ten people for Kaddish. And there's a definition that the function of Kaddish is wrapping something up. Kaddish is being said on something, on an act. Do, do we extend the minion requirement to the act, or is the minion requirement limited to the Kaddish itself? I.e., is the idea that when a Yid finishes learning Torah, finishes saying Tehillim, you can say Kaddish. Now, Kaddish requires a minion. But the, the Tehillim don't require a minion. The prayers don't require a minion. There's an idea that when I finish davening, I can say Kaddish, and I just have to find a minion to say that Kaddish. Kaddish requires a minion, but the prayers don't require a minion. Kaddish has to be said on a prayer, and it happens to be. Incidentally, you can't say Kaddish without 10 people. But not that the, the, the minion is involved in the act as well, and the, and, the, and the minion is required to be saying the action that the Kaddish is being said on. No, the two are, 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 are disconnected from one another. Or do we say it all is one big package, it's all one big, it's all one big um, action over here that Kaddish has to be said on an action. Kaddish requires 10 people. The action also requires 10 people. 10 people that got together to do something and now we'll say Kaddish on what they got together to do. Yes? What's the original Makor for Kaddish? Like the actual, like... The Gemara. The Gemara. Where, yeah. Where is it? In Brachas. Saita, Brachas and yeah. Shabbos, also this statement about Kaddish and Shabbos. Um, what are they affirming? If there's no 10 people for what the saying the Kaddish on, then what are they affirming? They're just saying, saying yes to, what are they saying yes to? It's almost like they're saying, uh, I mean, uh, uh, Yusuma. What? It's almost like they're saying like an Omen Yusuma. What are they saying Omen Yeah, so, so if you go with the first side, it means that I have the right to say Kaddish now, but to say Kaddish, I have to have nine more people. So I really should be the one saying Kaddish on my learning, on my davening. And I, I should say, just get nine other people to answer. I mean, to my Kaddish, I can appoint someone as Shliach to say Kaddish for me. It will be akin maybe to saying, um, you know, someone can say Baruch And you can get nine people together to answer Baruch to, to, to compare it to that. That Baruch doesn't require ten people that need a Baruch Ten people that, that are saying Mayrav together. I can come late to Shul, and they already got Baruch but I, I can involve, I get nine other people to answer Baruch to me. Yep, Menachem. Something on your head. It might be distracting people. I don't want people to be distracted. I don't know. Someone silly put it there. It might distract people during the shear. Okay. After the shear, there's going to be plenty of time that's going to give everyone a sight for life. There's always plenty of time after the shear for distractions. We don't need to take time away from the shear to distract everyone that's sitting around us. There's always plenty of time after shear is over for distractions. So, this, so we're okay. We're okay. Right? You agree? agree? You agree. Yeah. Remember when I was giving the Shabbos Hagodl Drasha? Um, a few a few months ago, there two people playing with a Rubik's cube in the middle of the Shabbos Hagadol Why distract yourselves? Why distract people that are sitting around you with a Rubik's cube? There's so much time after the drasha to distract people, right? Not to daft distract people during the drasha. Anyway, okay. So it's time to get started for life. Um, so the kids are the kids are. Um, it wasn't you, Menachem. It wasn't you. I don't think you put the sticker on your hat either. Okay. Um, so it's a huge machlek. In short, in short, the Taz believes the Taz believes that Kaddish after the Tfilah or the Tila is like Baruchu. It's like Mamish like Baruchu, like we were just saying. That go ahead and and 
if I came to Shul late, I missed Baruch So after davening, I give a clap, I say Baruch everyone answers me. I, but they already got Baruch the Bar- My is over for them. And not only that, I don't, I don't, it doesn't have to be exactly immediately after my If I have a long Shmon Ezra, a long, a long Shmon Ezra, and they all went downstairs to learn, so I go down, I schlep them up, or I wait till they're done learning, and I say Baruch and they can answer to my Baruch because I, I need a Baruch So there you see this dichotomy. I want to have a Baruch I don't want to lose out on the Baruch but, but Baruch at the same time is a Dovr Shebekedusha, requires the presence of God, requires the Shekhinah, and you need nine other people, you need ten people to say Baruch but the, the ten people that you need to say the Baruch don't have to be ten people that need the Baruch I need to say a Baruch and Baruch incidentally, can't be said without a minion, so we do separate the two. Says the Taz, Kaddish on davening, Kaddish on Oleinu, on Ashrei, and learning is the same way. When I finish saying Aleinu, I finish saying Ashrei, I have the right to say Kaddish. I learned Torah, I have the right to say Kaddish because I, I connected with God and Kaddish is the, is the, is the capping that off. I connected to God, now I want to proclaim God to the entire world because I connected to God through my learning. So I have the right to say Kaddish now. But incidentally, Kaddish has a, a condition, a requirement that you can't say without 10 people. So I just gathered all these people around me and I say Kaddish now. So this is the opinion of the Taz. Unbelievable. So the Taz believes that someone could have davened on their own, learned on their own. He now earns the right to say Kaddish, to cap off his, his davening, his learning with Kaddish. And, and it happens to me that there's a, a, a secondary requirement, incidental requirement, that Kaddish requires all these people to bring the Shekhin inside so just them, But they don't have to have been involved in my, in my learning or my davening. The Magen Avram, and, and, and the Vilna Gain sides with the Magen Avram, vehemently disagrees with this. And he says, it's not like Baruch. He says, Kaddish and the Tzfilah, you're saying Kaddish and go hand in hand. The same way the Kaddish prayer requires 10 people because we're uplifting and proclaiming, pronouncing publicly it's also only said on an action that was done with 10 people. It has to be said with a group of 10 people. When you learn with a minion present, when you daven with a minion present, when you are saying Torah with a, with a minion present, when you're saying Aleinu and Ashu with a minion present, so look, there was a 10 people group of, 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 of a tzibur that connected with God. So on the conclusion of the tzibur connected to God, that tzibur now has the ability to proclaim and pronounce God's existence to everyone and, 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 and offer a Kaddish prayer that God should be, should, be, should be revealed to the entire world. But Kaddish is only being said upon the conclusion of an entire community connecting to God. They go hand in hand. It's not that if a, a Yachid has the right to say Kaddish, he just has to gather them in together. The only group that has the right to say Kaddish is a Tzibur that has the right to say the Tzibur that, that was involved in this activity. This is the Malkin Afro. Now, the Taz does say what he says. But how do we go in Halach? The Mishnah Brura is quite concerned for the Magen Avram. The Mishnah Brura does not want us to rely on the Taz. To the degree, the Mishnah Brura says that if a Yid is davening in Shul and davening for the Amid, and it's like, we don't have a minion yet. We don't have a minion. We started the second chakras. There's no minion. It happens sometimes in communities out there. It can happen once in a while. That we started the second chakras. The minion is still not there, but you got to get the show on the road. you got to keep it moving. And we get up to Yishtabach. There's still, there's still, um, there's still no minion. Or we get up to Mizmor Shir. There's still no minion. And we want to say it's like a Nusach Svar minion. Or even a Sachashkenaz. Mizmor Shir is in two different places. You want to be able to say Kaddish on Mizmor Shir. You said the whole Mizmor Shir. There's no minion there. No minion. You finish the last puzzle, and then three people walk in and are mashal in the minion. 
you, the, the, three, the missing three people walk in as soon as, right after you said the final Pasuk, now there's a minion present, right after you finish Ms. Moshir. Can you say Kaddish or not now? Can you say Kaddish? So you have ten people in the room. And there were seven people that just said Ms. Moshir. Ms. Moshir is, we, is one of the places where we say Kaddish. We're saying Kaddish on Ms. Moshir. But the ten people weren't there for Ms. Moshir. So according to Taz, you can say Kaddish now. Sure. You had seven people that said it. They earned the right to say Kaddish. But you just can't say it without meeting the condition to ten people. You can say Kaddish. The Magan says you cannot. And the Mishnah Brew in many places says, what do you do in such a situation, Rabbi? So what do you do when the minute wasn't present for Ashrei? This happens a lot by Ashrei, by Mincha. The minute wasn't present for Aleinu. The minion wasn't present for Ms. Mashir. And only when I finish, that's when the minion walks in. The Mishnah Bruce says in many places, say three psukim. The idea three psukim, that's why Menachem Si was confused about this the other day. We said, remember I told you to go back to Shoimer? Not Tehillas? So if you want to say three, if it's like Ashri before Mincha, you can't say Tehillas again. You have to Shoimer, Tehillas, and Vanachnu, that you have three psukim in a row. The Mishnah Bruce says, don't say Kaddish without saying now three psukim. Without saying three psukim. You gotta say three psukim and, and in the presence of the minion. And and now that there were ten people in the sh- in, in, in the room, and you said three psukim of Torah, three psukim of Tehillim in the presence of this minion, now you can say Kaddish even according to the Mogan Avram, because this is ten people that were present for a prayer. The minimum prayer is uh, the Mishnah Brewer goes with this. Is, is three psukim, was three psukim is the minin, minimum amount that you have to read for an aliyah. It has to be three psukim. There's mystical aspects to number three. So if you had three psukim in the presence of the minion, now we can say Kaddish even according to the opinion of the Magan Avram, that the minion doesn't have to, is not only required for the, for the Kaddish, it's required for the action that goes into the Kaddish. So now you can say Kaddish. The Mishaburu is concerned for the Magan Avram. The Mishaburu does not let us say Kaddish without repeating these three psukim. The Mishaburu always wants to say these three psukim. <coughs> Um, but let's take that a step further now. What degree of involvement does a tzibur have to have in the three psukim? Do they have to just have been in the room, but they can be doing their own thing, they can be schmoozing, they can be having their own private seder in the back of the room, they can be in, in, in the gemarish here, or do they have to be involved with those three psukim? So here we have a machloikas within the machloikas, a debate within the opinion of the Magen Avram, and again, the, the, the Paiskim are dividing the issue, and the Mishnah Brewer seems to go two different ways in two different places. In one place, the Mishnah Brewer says that the Tzibur should be involved, meaning everyone should hear those three psukim. If you want to make sure that you're uh, uh, accommodating the opinion of the Magen Avram, and that the minion wasn't just there for the Kaddish, but the minion was there for the prayer that Kaddish is being said on, make sure everyone hears those three psukim. And he makes it sound like Yoiru. Maybe even everyone should say it. So the, the Mafarshim say he doesn't. The Paiskim say the Mishnah doesn't mean everyone should say it. But the Tzibur should be, the, the Shliach Tzibur rather should be mighty everyone with those Psukim. Everyone should hear the Psukim. Everyone should hear it. Um, in another place, the Mishnah seems to say otherwise. He seems to say that um, as long as they were present in the room, even if they weren't involved in what you were doing, that's good enough. That's good enough. And there the Mishnah is actually saying that when it comes to learning. Because we know Kaddish is said on a prayer, or Kaddish is saying on learning. The, the Kaddish that we say in the morning, in the beginning of, of, of Shachris, the Rabunim Kaddish, that we're saying on Tamatar, we're saying on Mishnais, right? On Ezeul Mekoyman. So, do you have to have ten people that learned those Mishnais? Do you have to have ten people that at least heard a Mishnah, that heard the last part, the, the, the I got it that we conclude with? You know, the um, the um, uh, the the uh, what's it called? Um, 
you don't have to have all ten people that learn together, but just have to be ten people present when a few people learn, and then they can say Kaddish. So he does say two different things in two different places, but this is within the Mogan Avram, meaning the Mogan Avram requires as a non-negotiable, you have to have ten people present for the action that the Kaddish is being said on. What degree of involvement does that Sibor have to have? So they have to hear the Psukim, say them on their own, or at least hear them from the Shalich Tibur. So they have to have been involved in the learning, or at least hear the learning, or they have to have to be present in the room. And this comes up all the time when, let's say, the second shach is ready to say Rabbon and Kaddish, and there's only six people in the front. There's four people in the back that just finished the shir, that are still talking and learning about the shir. They don't know what's going on in the front. They're not listening to Rabbi Shmuel Aymer. They're not listening to Mishnah. They're not listening to Shibon and Mikdash. They are not involved in it, but they happen to be in the room. There happens to be ten people in the room. And you say Kaddish, you not say Kaddish. Is this correct or incorrect? Is this L'Chathchil of the Ebed? According to what the Mishnah Brewers says, in one place, this would be sufficient just because there were 10 people in the room. But according to what the Mishnah Brewers says elsewhere, if you really want to do your Kaddish the right way, the best way possible, you want to make sure that they heard that you didn't just get their attention for the Yiskadav Yiskadash, you got their attention for the statement of Shibana Beis HaMikdash B'Meir V'Yameinu also. You want to get their attention for that part too. Yes, question? You mostly answered the question, but... Yeah, yeah, excellent question. So here's the 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 you come to show your own risk. So, uh, you know, if somebody f- takes, decides to take a nap in front of my car, I need to go somewhere, you know. So I'm not allowed to wake him up. Some homeless guy is sleeping in front of my driveway. And I, you know, can't, it's not polite. You can't just drive over him. It's true, he's homeless, but it's not, not so nice to drive over him. So, uh, and you go somewhere, but Gail Shane knows that he doesn't have a right to sleep there, right? He's sleeping on my driveway. Get out of here, right? So in Shul, someone goes to sleep in Shul, He's, he's subject to all the bylaws and the regulations of the shul. So the shul, he's, we need him for a minute, we wake him up. Right? This, is, this, is our ter- this is our territory, but you're not yours. So we have the right to wake him up. And we would wake him up to try to get him to answer amen. L'chatchil, everyone's supposed to be answering amen to satisfy all opinions. But the Evid, we have one person that was asleep. It's also, it's, it's also uh, relevant if someone's in the middle of uh, Shimon Esrei still. It's, it's the same issue. So the, the, we're saying the Evid on, on uh, his presence even without his amen, yeah. What if somebody is like mute, so he can't talk, so he can't answer amen? Excellent, excellent, excellent. So yeah, it's 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 the same, it's the same answer, which is ideally you want to have a minute of people that can answer amen, but but the evidence, if he's presence, his presence is 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 bring the shchina, so that's all that's good enough for the evidence. Yeah. What about first kaddish dirabanan, who goes right after morning blessings? What right. Conditions supposed to be for this first kaddish. Okay, so excellent. So that brings us back to the, the great discussion over here. So putting all this together, we have we have really two questions. We have at least three opinions over here. The two questions are the minion's presence. Is that required? Is the minion's presence required for the action that we're saying kaddish on, or is it only required for kaddish? 
And what does that presence mean? Does that presence, what degree of involvement do they have to have? They have to just, is there mere, the bodies in the room, is that good enough? Or do they have to be involved in the davening? They have to be involved in the, the learning. So we saw three opinions. We have the Taz that says they can roll in at the last second and say Kaddish. They don't have to be there at all because Kaddish is, is a personal act. I just need ten people to help me out with my personal act. That's the test. The Mogan Evram says, no, Kaddish is a, is a public act. It's a public act being said on a, on a public activity. So you have 10 people involved in the activity. And within that, does that mean that they have to have been present for the activity or they have to have been involved in the activity? In Mishnah Brura, in Eplacha Erter, in several places, he, say, he goes all the way. He, he, oh, he's always going with the Mogan Avram. And, and in, in several places, he goes with the Mogan Avram all the way to the end. The Tzibar has to be involved. So... And running the shul properly. We have people here that are here for the first minute, people are here for the second minute, and we got to be in the know, and, and, and sometimes we'll have to be that person who is choreographing the davening over here. We always want to shoot for the top. We want to do the ideal. So the ideal, the best way to do Kaddish, getting back to Ramesh's question, in the morning they're going to say Rabun and Kaddish. Rabun and Kaddish is being said on, on, on learning. That's being said on the Mishnayis. And the Mishnah is together with the Visham Navot Chabir Kimeo Lamachshanim Kamaniyos. To do Kaddish the right way, you want it, You can't just get the attention of everybody in the room. You give a clap. You want to make sure everyone hears that. Everyone should hear that. And Kaddish is an Ashrei or Olenu or Mizmor Shir. You want to make sure ten people at the very least said it, uh, said it, or at the very least heard the Shliach Tzibur say three psukim. But not just that there were 10 people in the room, and not just that we, sh- that we ra- picked up the mechitzas in time for Kaddish, pick up the mechitzas before the Kaddish, have them say three psukim, and have 10 people hear the three psukim. That's what the Mishnah wants you to do. If you didn't get a chance to do that, and they started saying Kaddish, so you have to stop and say, no, 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 they didn't hear, they didn't hear, go back and say three psukim. Once they started saying Kaddish, you don't have to do what we call um, uh, make a machal. You don't have to protest it, because you have... The other interpretation of the Vulcan of Rome to rely upon, no, there were 10 people present in the room, that's good enough. Uh, the Shliach Tzibur said what he said, and he said the presence of 10 people. So we have the, the, the lighter version, the less stringent version of the Vulcan of Rome to rely upon. Once they said Kaddish, we don't have to stop the Kaddish in the tracks and make them say the three Psukim again in the presence of 10 people and, and start Kaddish again. No, it's okay. And... Um, but at the very least, we do always want to make sure don't say Kaddish unless there's 10 people in the room for whatever you're saying Kaddish on. Okay, so that would mean if they said Mizmor Shir with seven people and then three people walk in before they say Kaddish. We want to do things ideally before they say Kaddish. Make sure the Shliach Tzibur says the final three Psukim again. So that way it was said in the presence of 10 people. But what if, Bidi Evid, Bidi Evid, they, you didn't get a chance to stop them and there were seven people for Mizmor Shir. They finish Mizrashir, three people walk in and they say to Naftuli, no, say Kaddish. He starts saying Kaddish. If he started saying Kaddish in such a situation, again, you don't have to stop the Kaddish once he said the Kaddish, since he started the Kaddish. In this situation, you may rely, but the evidence, once he started the Kaddish on the Taz, who says that the 10 people only have to be there for the Kaddish, they don't have to be there for the activity that, being, that Kaddish is being said on. And you would be able to rely on that B'dievet. So, it's good to know about the B'dievet. It's good about to know, it's good to know about the emergency opinions that are there as our safety nets. But it's very, very, very good to know about what the ideal is, how to ideally navigate the Kaddish situation. Again, what we're coming out with is, is files are by sight. What really frames everything over here is this idea that Kaddish is akin to an Amen. Kaddish is always being said on something. Kaddish is never a disembodied Tefillah that you say on your own has to be on something, has to be said on something and with a minion, and that generates this whole controversy. Once it has to be said on something and has to be said with a minion, 
is what is being said on also have to be said with a minion or not? Ideally, yes. And ideally, the minion should be involved personally in what, it's, uh, what, what the Kaj is going to be said on in that activity. Whether it's the learning, whether it's the Lainu, whether it's the Ashray. So hopefully we're all a little bit more empowered and enlightened to memorialize our dearly departed, our beloved. And um, we should be zaych to bring a lot of Aliyahs to a lot of Nishamas and a lot of Aliyahs to ourselves as well. Thank you for joining. Have a wonderful day. Thank you.